Blog Talk Radio. The marriage of mystery, entertainment, and education. Squatch Detective Radio is on the air. Watch Detective Radio for today's date, August 15th, 2010. And, well, folks, we we're, having a, we're in the middle of a lineup change. Uh, Big G, uh, many thanks to the eight months of service he's put in, but Big G is off to other things, and um, basically his work schedule and his commitments are starting to get a little overbearing, so he's asked to step out. But uh, tonight, again, the guest host spot is my uh, good friend, Chris Bennett. Chris, how are you, brother? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Everything's going great here in Kentucky. <clears throat> yeah, how's your weather been? Today has been a very overcast and muckety-muck day for us. Well, yeah, we've uh, we've had some sunshine, but uh, here the last few days has been... Uh, Sunny, rainy, hot, humid. I mean, heat indexes are over 100, seems like, every day. Ugh. Yeah, today it was actually a cooler day for us, and uh, like last night it was actually in the low 60s, and it was actually a little bit chilly. So, <clears throat> well, we we got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, uh, you know, some people have uh, pointed out something to me uh, the last few days, and that's uh, no big uh no big surprise uh, that uh, August 15th, 2008 was the, the date of uh, the infamous press conference in um, Palo Alto, California. We'll get more into that in a little bit, not too much more. Uh, another program note that 9.30 tonight, I'll be on uh, HBM's Crypto Corner, uh, starring Henry May, and we're going to have a panel discussion with um, Darren Richardson. Uh, and uh, 
Abe as well. So it's going to be uh, quite the uh, busy night for me. I'm going to be on the air for two and a half hours tonight. So, <clears throat> But without further ado, I see we do have a, a Skype caller. I want to get them on real quick. After all, it is open mic night, open challenge night. Uh, and uh, for those alternative uh, believers or for the skeptics, it is open, uh, it is open challenge night. <clears throat> Our number is 347-996-5800. Um, and all questions and cast, please, in the chat room. And uh, I just did your job, Chris. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, that's fine, man. But, um, yep, yeah, Abe Del Rio and Bill Green will also be on tonight. So let's pop on the Skype caller real quick. And uh, Skype caller, you're on the air. And that sounds like Ted. That's me, Steve. How you doing? All right, Teddy, how are you? I'm you just doing listening good. In? I'm... What's that? You're just listening in tonight, right? Yeah, I'm just listening in. I'll hit uh, I'll hit the Q button if I want to say something. All right. Well, thanks very much, Ted, and uh, I'm glad to have you there listening in. <clears throat> okay, a uh, couple of program uh, notes, and uh, I'll I'll lead into this one a little bit. But uh, next week we're going to have a uh, young lady on uh, who's a witness, uh, kind of. Uh, she's been. Uh, experiencing uh, near her place of employment um, some vocalizations, noticed some tree shaking, and may have even had a rock thrown uh, while she was at this place of employment. Uh, it's in a very rural area, and uh, we're going to have her on next week. And uh, her, her stuff comes right from the gut and um, really has, you know, she, she has no vested interest in Bigfoot or anything like that. So we're not going to hear any anything out of the extraordinary except uh, basically a series of experiences. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bounce around, folks, see if, what they think. But, um, and um, I, I think that'll be really fun. Next is uh, on September 5th, <clears throat> we're going to be doing a panel discussion show on the Bigfootery Inquirer. That's right, folks, you heard me say that, the Bigfootery Inquirer, because I have discovered on his, I have just actually discovered his identity. Now, we're not going to be saying who that is just yet, but I have discovered his identity. Um, he kind of, uh, <laughs> it kind of came out really strange and how, how it all came about, but he made a post and it was on something that was so obscure that I had to, to go into my my little uh, brain, my, my cobweb brain here for some uh, archives. And uh, I was like, oh, my God. The, the answer was right there in front of me the whole time. So stay tuned for that show on September 5th. So that, that that's bound to be a good one. Um, of course, tonight, um, and this is not going to be the mainstay uh um, the mainstay of tonight's show, but of course tonight marks the the two year thing, and I'm not I'm not going to take Henry Thunder away. He's doing a panel discussion on it. So uh, somebody said to me in the chat room earlier, and you're going to kind of chuckle at Chris. They, they said happy anniversary. I kind of laughed. Uh, my, my my anniversary, the only anniversary I have uh, in in the big footery, if you will. Um, is September 24th, which is closely coming up as well. And September 24th marks four years of Squatch Detective Radio. So, I mean, it's been that long since we started this show, fired this show up. Of course, Henry May was, was uh, the first guest, along with M.K. Davis, way back in the day. And, um, man, uh, we're going we're gonna to do something for the anniversary show, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, and uh, and uh, the show was co-hosted uh, at that time by Big G, and, um, and that's going to be uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, maybe maybe we can get Big G to come back for the uh, uh, the, the anniversary show. I sure hope so. So yeah, yeah um, you know I love Pierre Henry. He's a he's a walking encyclopedia of Bigfoot knowledge. 
That's right. That's right. And, and you know, there's times, you know, we, we've had a lot of people knowledgeable about Bigfoot. We've had you know, people like Henry. And then we've had, you know, people like, like um, oh, shucks, who, who, who we pick on? Ah, Schmall's back. Schmall's back, who sounds like a manure salesman with a mouthful of samples. But, uh, um but uh, it should be a should be a fun fun uh, time coming up. Now, now, Chris, I understand that that you've been uh, you've been in contact with uh, our our man uh, Longbow from uh, Ohio about you know you know why don't you kind of tell us what's been going on there? Right. Well, Mr. Longbow, uh, uh, give me uh, we had a long discussion. Great guy, super great guy. And uh, we had a long discussion. Yeah, uh, we uh, had a long discussion about his uh, his family's uh, reactions and and, and uh, uh, experiences with a creature over in uh, far eastern Kentucky, uh, around the Pike Pike County. And uh, he did uh, he did do some more, more information and some digging. Of course, Mr. Longbow doesn't live there anymore, but he did do some investigation and he found out an address for me. And uh, some some contacts to talk to, so uh, we're going to schedule. A, I've got to make another call to Mr. Longbow, and we're going to schedule a, a time where I can get out there and maybe talk to those people. And like I said, these were older older sightings and older encounters, so uh, there's nothing any uh, really fresh there. But you know, we always know uh, to keep the ear to the ground and pay a little more attention to what comes out of that area now because. Uh, with these historic sightings, you know, it's a great place to look around for fresh, you know, new evidence. And that's right. And, I, you know, I, I did put him in contact with uh, an investigator I met last summer from Ohio. And um, from what I understand, he's working with them for his area. So I, I'm really yes. psyched that, that, that you know, everything is, is working out. And we got this guy in touch with some people that... Um, <laughs> Um, well, I, I think Mr. Longbow's interest is about where mine used to be before I actually saw one of these creatures. You know, he's he's thinking, you know, there is something going on, and he's interested in finding out what it is. And that's the thing, you know, it's uh, I believe that people have got to take the time once they get interested, take the time to get out and look. And if you'll look, if you're in a productive area, you'll look, you can find something. Uh, of course, you know, if you're in the middle of New York City, it's not very likely you're going to find one living in Central Park, you know, but uh, but these rural areas like this, especially where you've had uh, historic uh, encounters, uh, you know, that, that, that leads you, uh, leads you a, a, good, uh, a good piece of evidence to uh, lead you to a creature. Amen. Uh, you know what, and, you know, the plotting of these historical sightings, the reliable historical sightings, and, and this sounds like it's definitely one of them, um, you know, you definitely can start seeing patterns arise, time of year where the sighting was, you know, uh, and, and, you know, that's what we discovered in New York, and it's a lot of fun. But anyway, um, no callers yet, um, you know, for the folks who want to challenge the existence of this creature, for the folks that want to say it's a shape-shifting, paranormal goober that wears, you know, a straw hat and blue jeans, call on in. Number three four seven nine nine six five eight zero zero. Um, you know, I had a thought, but usually, as time goes on, I lose that thought. Um, here's an interesting story. Uh, you know, we got one guy in the in in, in our chat room. Good old Graz is eating beef. Is eating jerky. <laughs> And a very interesting story. And it was on a it was on a squatching expedition where we actually had a guy choke on a piece of jerky. I mean, to the point where he wasn't breathing, and that was scary. I mean, we uh, somebody actually it was two of us that, that basically jumped up to do the Heimlich, and the other guy was closer, and he got to him, and you know, we gave him you know a few plugs, and all of a sudden, out came the jerky. So, wow! So, of not, all the ways to not, go out, I sure wouldn't want to die from choking on beef jerky. That's right. So, so uh, easy grass on that 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 jerky man. <laughs> Chew it very well. Um, but uh, now my thought that I lost. <laughs> you know, it's been said that you know uh, what you know. And I guess the 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 tantalizing question. Oh, hang on, we have a caller. 
So, okay, trying to get caller from, there we go, come on. There we go. Caller from the 860 area code. You're on Squatch Detective Radio. How you doing, Steve? Hey, Mr. Bill, how are you? I'm doing great. Humid in Connecticut, nothing Bigfoot around here and stuff, and just seeing a lot of different stuff about Bigfoot all over the forums and blogs. And How's it up in New York? It's, well, it's picking up a little bit, and uh, that's what we like to hear. We've got, you know, a couple of sightings. Um, there is one other sighting. I'm going to put 662 on the air as well, and uh, that's 662. Is that who I think it is? It would be me. Hey, what's up, Henry? Hey, just wanted to call in and um, kind of, you know, wanted to say, first of all, thank you for being on the show tonight with me on uh, HBMs at Absolutely. 930. Yeah. And um, second of all, um, let's see, wanted to uh, kind of do a little self, little um, shameless, shameless plugs. <laughs> Plug away. Plug away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this uh, Wednesday night on HPM's Crypto Corner, we'll be back at our regular time and regular schedule, and we'll have um, author Tom Control of the, the author of Ghosts of Ruby Ridge, and uh, he's it's a fictional book on Sasquatch, a really, really good book, and uh, he's going to be the guest. And then we're hoping to have Tom Powell on uh, the week after. That's the author of The Locals. So um, that'll be on the 25th of. Uh, August. Very cool. Oh. You're going to stick on yeah. for a second? I just, I just want to shuffle sure. over to Billy and let, let him finish up. Right. Sir William. Yeah. What is up, my man? Uh, just a lot, you know, Steve. You know, I mean, I see a lot of reports in the BFRO website, uh, recent report section, and uh, GC Bureau had a couple interesting reports in the recent report section. And, uh, you see a lot of different uh, stuff being mentioned on uh, forums and blogs, like I just said, and uh, nothing happening in Connecticut. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the anniversary of the AHAM <clears throat> today or tonight, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Who cares if... Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, why I got everybody on the line, um, you know, if anything since then, a lot of people... Said, and this is the only thing I want to say in the whole ordeal, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this later on, but a lot of people said, oh, this is going to hurt us in the public image and blah, blah, blah. Well, the public kind of forgot it after a couple of months. They're like, uh, you know what? <laughs> you know, they were like, they really forgot what that whole ordeal was. But hmm. within our own group, really within our own group, uh, we've kind of eaten ourselves alive since then. And, yeah. you know, nobody can... Nobody can post evidence without having somebody throwing an accusation out there. I mean, Chris can feel that pain. I'm sure Bill and Henry have felt that pain in the past. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but um, I was thinking the other day, Steve, we, there's no evidence to it. The evidence was right there that day. We've seen the costume in the freezer, on the news, whatever, on the blogs and all that, and the forums. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm not necessarily talking about that, Billy, but I'm talking about anybody oh, putting okay. out evidence. You know, if somebody yeah. says, hey, you know what, I had a sighting here, and next thing you know, you get 10,000 critics. And that's um, the, the, the crux of what I think has, you know, been spawned off of that. But anyway... Uh, Blue Goose has a question. Have there been any sightings in Connecticut, Bill? Uh, no, Blue Goose. Nothing lately. You know, it's pretty quiet. I haven't seen any, barely any wildlife. It's weird, you know. I mean, because of the weather. Um, <laughs> you know, we just t- turned the tides on Bill Green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I say, I hear stuff from Nezra occasionally, you know. They say that I guess Kevin says stuff is happening up in northern Connecticut, near New York border, whatever his research area is. But. So, hey Chris, what's that calling number again, brother? Oh, well, let me let me look. Calling number three four seven three four seven nine nine six fifty eight hundred. Call in. If you want to complain or fuss at Steve, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's and, so great. My God, it's going to be 9.30. It's going to be, by golly, we're just going to slam on, we're going to let loose. 
Well, Bill, well, let's wait till then now. Let's yep. finish off the handle first. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, I, I'm laughing at, at Chris's comment. If anybody wants to complain or fuss at Steve, there's a number. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we really like to hear some sightings too. I mean, if you got something going on in your area, hey, you know, give us a call because yeah. you know you're on the you're on the line with with not believers. I, I'm speaking for myself anyway. You know, I'm a knower. I'm a knower. I've seen these things. I know they exist. There's nothing in the world you could say to me to make me believe that they don't. And uh, a lot of times you think people would think you're you're nuts, you know, for what you're about to tell them. But, uh, you know, hey, I know. You know. So call in. And one other note I wanted to throw out there. Um, I am planning another special um, roundtable show sometime in early September. On uh, well now now that now that we're now that we're doing a roundtable discussion on Bill's white whale, we're going to do one on mine in early September. That being the parents. Oh, the PG family. Yes, Bill. <laughs> and um, we're going to do a um, a roundtable discussion on that. Uh, we're gonna, I'm, I'm hoping you have some really good guests on uh, some some folks who are who know, who know quite a bit about it and um, folks who have looked into it, folks who have worked on it, things of that nature. And we're going to well, do that yep. sometime in early September. Sounds like to me, Bill's been nipping at the scotch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, get off the sauce. you still got a couple hours worth of radio due. Oh, I'm looking yeah. forward to it, Steve. By golly, they're just a vent for all of us. Event. Who cares if Mr. Hong Kong is listening in? If he wants to call in, let him. Well, yeah, now, come on now. <laughs> All no. right, Billy. You, oh. Billy, you have yourself yeah. a good night, and we'll talk to you very shortly, my friend. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm going to take Henry, off too. Yeah. Okay. I'm going I'm, hey, I'm to take off too. Yeah. Henry, before you go, I'm going to yeah. ask you right now. I want you on the panel for September 5th for the Bigfoot Inquirer show. Ah, I accept. I accept. I accept. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, so. I'll be here. All right, all right, right Steve. I'll talk to you in about 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 an hour. All right, Henry, take it easy. That's our good friend Henry May from HBM's Crypto Corner, which will be on at nine thirty tonight, Blog Talk Radio. But yeah, I mean, Chris, that's going to be a heck of a show now that we know who he is. And uh, oh yeah, you know, I love to read yeah. blogs and forums and stuff, but I'd rather have uh, I'd rather know who who's doing the writing, especially if they're going to say little write little nasty grams about people. I mean, you know, they shouldn't hide behind a uh, stage name. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> there is a reason. And, um, you know, and uh, you know, while the guy's maintaining, you know, he's the guy everybody loves to hate, and he had that reputation before, and he's just keeping it going. Yep. Which, by the way, I, I know some of his ears are out there tonight, so... So no doubt that in the next couple of days there'll be another reference to me, as there always is, every time uh, every time he's mentioned here on Squad Detective Radio. So um, everybody's heard my feelings on that, so there's no sense in going over that. But uh, what else has been going on? Uh, anything else going on in Kentucky while we're on that subject? If not, say so, yeah. and we'll... Yeah, this is actually the the hot time of the year for us, Steve. Uh, the action starts up around tobacco cutting time, which is now uh, around uh, the end of July on up through August and early September. And uh, we've had uh, a lot of calls with stuff going on and a lot of odd happenings. Uh, I know uh, uh, Scott had called. You know, Scott, if you remember, he's he's one of the co-founders of the BFRP. He he kind of. Uh, got off of the daily investigation track and, you know, he has some other things to do, but he still looks around on the side. And uh, he's got some peach trees out. Now, Scott purchased a property over off, just off of the creek where we investigate here locally. And, uh, you know, he's so much of a believer in it that uh, he he bought property to research on. And uh, here here lately on his property, uh, he has uh, some peach trees, and about this time of year they bear fruit. And last year, his peach trees were robbed. And uh, this year, just uh, with a, about two days ago, they were robbed again. And upon a closer investigation, the pits from the peaches were under the tree. 
Wow. And, uh, you know, of course, no one reported seeing a creature there, and uh, this was off the road a little ways. But uh, it is uh, it is worth a second look and to see what's going on. Uh, I, I have a feeling if the people had been taking the peaches, you know, okay, they would uh, box them up or threw them in a bushel basket and went on with them. Uh, I don't think they would have stood there and eat them and, and, and uh, spit the pits out under the tree. But uh, it just, uh, you know, it leads uh, just kind of an odd happening. It's, it's kind of interesting, something to look into. Well, you know what? The first, first thing I do is I would drive up and down the road, make sure there's no 11-year-olds with a peach stand nearby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Son of a... But, uh, yeah. but, um, and, and Blue Goose says that Bigfoot rolls his own cigarettes. Well, that only makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps them in his wallet, which he keeps them in, in which he, you know, he keep he keeps the cigarettes in the case, which he puts in his overalls, you know, right under his straw hat. So. <laughs> and uh, we've had uh, there's been some other reports. Uh, one guy uh, says he saw a black bear uh, on a riverbank, and uh, this black bear got up and walked on two legs up the river uh, bank. So that was that was pretty interested, and then he's. He's not the kind of fellow he doesn't believe in uh, in uh, hairy monkeys living in the woods. So he was pretty, you know, assured that, uh, that it was a black bear. Had to be, but the only thing that really stunned him is it got up on two legs and walked up the bank. Well, here's a story to throw for you guys back at you. We'll get if you got more stories, we'll we'll throw them right back when I'm done with this story, and we'll kind of do that. But in uh, upstate New York. Uh, there was actually a cryptid spotted. Um, kind of looks like a about the size of a dog, but walks like a cat. Has a long uh, kind of a snout, blue eyes, yellowish, grayish hair. Um, by all means, it sounds very similar to the infamous chupacabras that are sighted in Texas. And as you know, I've theorized that all these Texas-looking chupacabras are nothing merely but um, are, are, are just, you know, coyotes with that rare mange, like they DNA tested out on the Monster Quest episodes. So I yeah. think that, you know, some of that mange is getting, you know, widespread. There was one spotted in uh, Pennsylvania not too long ago, and here we are two, three weeks ago. We have one spotted very similar looking in um, Warren County, which coincidentally uh, may have been responsible for a potential Bigfoot sighting that we had in that area just uh, a couple of weeks before that. So i got to kind of get my nose into it now because, you know, this may actually be the explanation of the alleged sighting a couple of weeks prior. So we'll take a look at, you know, you know we'll take a look at it, and, um, you know, that's what we got to do. But well, that's uh, those... Those film footage that they got from the uh, the deputy sheriff, I think it was in uh, Texas. Yep. You know, I've always believed that that was coyote. You know, it just looked like a coyote with range. And uh, thank goodness we used to have shows like Monster Quest that could actually go in there and test some things. And it's unfortunately we don't have those now. Uh, yeah, like I, I mean, um, for. I'm trying to get a web address for folks. <laughs> and um, actually, let me do this um, real quick. Uh, where is it? Where is it? It's never where you want it when you need it. You ever notice that? Yeah. Uh, While you're waiting on that, I'll just give out the call-in number, Steve. Call-in number 347-996-5800. Okay. For those who are uh, – I'm going to put my um, – uh, link up for my exam. For those who don't know, I'm actually uh, right for the examiner.com, and I'm going to put that link up in the chat room. It's too long to uh, to say, but that is actually the. Um, well, um, Blue Goose asked the question: How does one confuse Bigfoot and Chupacabra? Very simple. They never said it was Bigfoot. Um, you know, with they they heard something, they saw eye shine, but they never really said that it stood this tall or anything like that. So that's why um, 
I was investigating it as a potential Bigfoot sighting, but now that all of a sudden, you know, uh, maybe within three miles of there, there was a sighting of something described as this, it's entirely possible that it could be this. It's also entirely possible that it could still be a, a squatch and that these are two separate incidents. So... Again, uh, that's just the speculation an investigator has to deal with a lot of times. On um, everything, you know, be ruled out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now that I have a suspect in the area, I got to say, well, maybe it's this thing because it was actually seen. So that's the assumption I'm going to go on. I have to, you know, put my nose to the grasshopper, uh, <laughs> chew back up. <laughs> grasshopper just. Smell the chupacabra like Chewbacca, Chewbacca cabra. Yeah. And um, very, uh, very uh, poignant note that this is the actual 30th anniversary of the release of The Empire Strikes Back. And uh, that's actually this weekend. I've been hearing a lot on it. Spike TV has been running the Star Wars marathons, but since he mentioned Chewbacca, there it is. <laughs> um just a, a, a vault full of useless knowledge tonight we are. <laughs> um, so that kind of answers that question. Um, it wasn't really... Um, uh, let me look at my some of my notes here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bigfoot Inquirer, uh, uh, HBM. Uh, okay, here, here's a trivia question. And uh, let's see if, if folks can call it in or they can... Uh, Write it in the chat room. What is the percentage of similarity between chimpanzees and humans? You got one minute. Ready, set, go. The percentage of similarity between chimpanzees and humans. Okay. So we'll we'll put that question out what there and the, see if we should do the percentage of humans that look like chimpanzees. <laughs> Or, or how about the percentage of humans that that act like chimpanzees? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's a big that's a big percentage. Yeah. Ninety-eight uh, 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 uh. point what? <laughs> all right, we all right. We know Still it's ninety-eight. Off the draw. Yep. Yeah, we did get the percentage right, but it's ninety-eight. Let's see if we get the point something. Ninety-eight point one. Woman on thin ice. Woman on thin ice says ninety something. That's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Henry's Googling. All right. Okay. Mike Smith says 98.8. Okay. All right. We can close the chat room for answers. We can close the chat room for answers. All right. Let's see who got it. Bugu says 99%. 98.9. All right. Are we ready, folks? Okay. 98.9. 99%. Ninety-eight, eight. Oh, and it looks like the answer, the closest, the actual answer is ninety-eight four, ninety-eight point four percent similar to humans. So, actually, Henry May has the correct. Henry May has the close has the closest answer at ninety-eight five. So Henry May got my money on Henry, sure. <laughs> but there is a lag between when we broadcast and what the chat room hears. So they're still spouting numbers off like the price is right, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but see that I mean we kinda of, kinda of make this show a little little spicier and you know, a question a week I think is not a bad idea. And um right. All right, you know, Steve, it's uh, got me uh, to thinking. You mentioned about the the sighting that uh, you're currently investigating that somebody reported some eye shine. 
what I'm always big into finding out what color eye shine and <laughs> people see. Can you tell us what color eye shine they reported? Um, I actually have to believe it or not look it up. To be honest with you, I have to look it up because um, I, I truthfully forgot what it was. So uh, That's understandable. I know um, uh, some of, the, some of the, the creatures are reported having red eye shine, and I've heard people say yellow. I've heard people say uh, green. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I was just wondering. Uh, it, it kind of one of my pet theories is that uh, we may have more than one genome of, of types of creatures out here if they actually have different color eye shine. Uh, okay, and, and, uh, and, and here's your answer. It is <laughs> greenish. Described as greenish. Greenish. Okay. There you go. Um, so that, that answers that question. <laughs> Um, but in, in actuality, from what I know from the the, the tapetum, which is then, and I, I've discussed this a lot of times, and so to me, this is like an academy type of show. It's an educational show. So, you know, you watch Ghost Hunters, and how many times do they talk about EVPs? But as we know, the tapetum, which sits behind the eye, which actually sends any light back through the eye, um actually generally on a true nocturnal animal will reflect either yellow or greenish. Very rarely will it reflect red. That's usually of a of a diurnal animal or a daytime dweller. So Right. But well, I know the the eye shine, the color is, is really something that I'm interested in from all over the United States. Uh, I like to if if anybody has eye shine, you know, uh, I like to know the colors that they saw. Because uh, I believe it goes back to being that there are different uh, different evolutionary uh, uh, levels that these things are on, or different branches of the tree. I don't think uh, they're all related. I think there may be some uh, on one branch and some on another. But we do have a large hairy primate that, uh, that are displaying some different types of color of eye shine for some reason. Yep. Exactly, and you know this all has to be you know looked at very carefully, and that's why I'm kind of thinking. Well, we got greenish eye shine here and bluish eye shine. Blue is uh, green and blue are very close on the spectrum. So, is it possible that we're talking about the same animal here? Entirely so. So, I got to kind of look at that because when I hear something having blue eye shine, it doesn't quite ring right because right. that's you know just not part of the norm. So is it possible that this is a greenish eye shine and we can relate it back to? So I'm in the process of contacting witnesses in that particular case. And um, not really, uh, I mean, this show covers Bigfoot, so these people would not, I, I don't think I would put these people on the show for seeing something that looked like a chupacabra, which basically may just be a coyote with manes or a fox with manes. Because up in that area, we don't have many wolves, but we have some coyotes, you know, but we also have a lot of fox. So is it a yeah. fox with the same type of mange? Entirely possible. Right. So, jeez. <clears throat> um, uh, again, our call-in number is 347-996-5800. If there's something you want to talk about, you know, give us a shout. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just some of the little tidbits of uh, information, and um, uh, so I think we're going to probably work in a, a question of the week. Um, but I think a lot of people responded to that, so let's do another question for tonight. And you know what we'll do is um, next month we'll have a contest for a hat giveaway. How about that? Oh, and cool. Oh, We'll do a hat giveaway contest next week so everybody beef up. And uh, maybe the week before we'll throw out a topic. So, And we'll give them everybody like 30 seconds to answer because we don't want people Googling because that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Henry. <laughs> Henry. No, I think Henry is, Henry is Google. You know, when they want to know something about Bigfoot, they'll ask him. Yeah, that's Google, Henry. Google, Google, Google. <laughs> just Google it, Henry. <laughs> Google, Google my. Um, yeah. You know, 
Another question I've always had about these creatures is um, is uh, their disease etiology. You know, people ask all the time, you know, well, um, you know, what's their benefit? I mean, does that DNA difference or differential in DNA? Hmm. Now, 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 Wody's getting giving Henry a bunch of crap in the chat room. We didn't say he, he, he cheated. We can't tell. This is radio, folks. <laughs> we can't see what he's doing. You know, sometimes I don't want to see what he's doing. <laughs> but, um, you know, as long as there's no ramen noodle incidents, then that one goes back a couple of years. And uh, I still have that Ote, Henry, so. Um, and, you know, there, there, there was a great story that, that Henry was, it was, I forget what show he was on. Anyway, poor Billy Willard was guest hosting a show, and they had Eric Allman. I think it was the Sasquatch Experience. So there's Henry and his usual co-host, and he's, <laughs> he's rolling in the world laughing. Um, and, and there's Henry in the middle of the show, and he's co-hosting, and they're talking to Eric Altman, and all of a sudden you hear this scream. Ah! Ah! Hear it in the background. And Eric Altman, who was mid-sentence, goes, oh, my gosh, has anybody heard? And Billy's sitting there, you know, I think with his mouth wide open. <laughs> and... Um, he turns around and uh, says, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, was that Henry? And all of a sudden Henry comes back and goes, oh, I just spilled some ramen noodle in my lap. <laughs> so we're just, and it was probably about a month later when his cat pranced along his keyboard and caused all kinds of problems. And, and um, oh. yeah, that was a classic year. I mean, I mean, I, I think. I, I think uh, there was only one episode I had, and it was actually just uh, probably a month or two ago, where I'm mid-broadcast, and I kind of, I was like, uh, Gary, uh, just uh, take the show for a second. Well, what happened was, was I got a leg cramp, <laughs> and I muted out, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> um, well, these are the things that happens, you know, behind the scenes, and you know, um, yeah, leg cramps are not fun either. Nah, oh no, 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 I get it right in the back too. It's like, oh, boom. but um, good God, when I was on the uh, the Monster Quest expedition, uh, the the second morning, you know, everybody's you know intense. I decided I'm going to sleep in the Toyota, you know, uh, SUV that I had. Right. So I'm sound asleep in the SUV, nice and warm. I get up in the morning, I open up the back hatch cool air is breathing and I'm kind of laying in the back and all of a sudden my leg cramps up. <laughs> well, about five guys came running out of the woods. Three of them had guns. They thought I was getting eaten by a bear. <laughs> ah. well, that's what gets me about uh, going out in areas like you've got, Steve. I mean, you guys got bears. I mean, supposedly we have bears too, but they're not. They're few, very few and far between. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, I don't like going around in the woods with stuff that can eat you. That's not yeah, but, but but most of our bears are pansies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll get a hold of the butch. <laughs> oh. Now, 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 here is a good bear story and how people deal with bears, especially how the flatlanders deal with bears. This story goes back some some thirty, twenty eight, thirty years. There's a predominantly very um, city of Troy. There's a very predominantly huge um, school, uh, basically a woman's finishing school, where they send the muckety muck ladies to be prim and proper. And Jane Fonda actually went to this school. It's called the Emma Willard School. Well, what ended up happening was is the groundskeeper at seven in the morning, one of the summers. And it was late summer. It was like the end of August. Happened to see a bear walking on the property. Well, the bear takes one look at this guy, and the bear scoots up a tree. Now, mind you, they have some huge pine trees in this, this school. So it went up a good 50 feet in the tree. Right. So they call the police. Well, the police respond. Now, mind you, this, this tree is over a 
metal fence, you know, the old bar metal fences with the big spikes on top, the gothic type of fences oh. that you always see the bad guy get thrown off of and spiked on. Right. Or, yeah. or the good, you know, if it's a movie like The Omen or The Exorcist, it's, you know, the good guy that gets mm-hmm. thrown onto the fence. Well, it was like one of those kind of fences. So... <laughs> What happens is that Encon shows up, but the Troy police, meanwhile, they shut this road off for like three blocks, you know, keeping people on the other side of the road. Oh, there's a bear up there. Like this 125-pound bear is going to come charging down the, down the tree, right. cross the yard for 60 yards, and hop this eight-foot iron bar fence when the bear probably only right. stands about five foot. <laughs> it's not a big bear. <laughs> So Encon gets up there, and okay, we're gonna we're gonna tranquilize the bear, and you know he'll, we can we'll, we'll make him sleepy, and then we'll we'll get him with the pole. So oh no, they they, they dart they they dart the bear. The bear responds by going up further into the tree, and hence falling asleep. Oh no. So so for three hours the bear was asleep on the top of the tree. Bear finally starts to wake up, starts to climb down a little bit, goes, hey, there's still people down there. So then they dart him again. Then they try to get that little noose on his foot, and the bear scoots back up to the top of the tree again and falls asleep. (laughs) So finally, on on the third try, this highly, you know, this, this high bear who's, been really tripping now, man. I've been, you know, I don't know what I'm smoking here, but it's really good. Well, the bear finally decides to come down the tree, and you know, they they get him in the noose, they pull him down, and they take him away. And then finally, the Troy police open this road that has been closed for like eight hours because of a bear in a tree. So, but um, you know, it's kind of funny. Bad, how the, I flew out of the tree, you know. They made him go uh, high, he just flew out. No, we we got no trampolines, and this is no bear in a trampoline story. Oh, which, no. No. <laughs> but it was kind of funny I because... He was gonna, I thought he was going to fall. You go have him fall on the spike fence. Ouch. <laughs> no. no, the tree was way, way away from that fence. I mean, it, it was like, it, you know, it was a good 50 yards. I mean, if not more. I mean, you could have... Put most of a football field between there and the tree, but you can see it all because it's kind of an up incline. And uh, it was kind of funny because uh, Wrestler Polytechnic Institute, the college, one of the big colleges up here, RPI, has two frat houses on the side of the street that was open, and they had their big PA going. And each time that Barrett fall asleep, they're like Bear one and con nothing, and uh, oh man. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> everybody's talking about Omen and the Bear. But, uh, I, I don't know. I, I found the whole thing for the police department quite embarrassing. Yeah. Right, that, that was a bad joke. Okay, I, I admit it. <laughs> but, um, Call so, in number 347-996-5800. And we, we want the Bear facts. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, oh, that was four so. And you know, and that, that that the funny thing is, that's a story I've never told before. <laughs> it's one of those stories, that, and I got a lot of stories from different. Oh, I'm reading it, Tang. I'm reading it, buddy. <laughs> oh, Grass wants to know how about that Georgia thing. Well, peaches come from Georgia. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe, maybe we can send some up to Scott to put them on his tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his tree was robbed, so maybe maybe they're partial to peaches. But, um... <laughs> but anyhow, um... Now, nah, it's, uh... uh I just uh, am very stoked about next week's guest and the show we're going to have on the 5th. Of course, we're working on a couple other shows. Um, You know, Henry's always been uh, a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to it, Grass. I don't want to take Henry's uh, 
mojo away about the Georgia thing. Um, it's been a couple of years, so be it. I mean, you know, how about that Georgia thing? How about it? It's over. It's done with. Uh, Scardy doesn't, I don't think, even lives in California anymore. In fact, now he's making guest appearances on cooking shows that are, you know, for public access television. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I just, uh, I have no feelings on it, really. It, it's just another day to me. And uh, that took a lot for me to do it, but I think writing my book and, and, and asking how about it, I think writing my book, uh, which going through certain sections of it was very painful, kind of made me just let go of it a lot. And um, that's what i got to say about that. <laughs> well, writing the book helps you get it out of your system, too. You know, I'm sure yeah. there was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that came out in the book that's, that's nobody ever knew before. Yep. Kind of like the inside eye on the whole thing. Yep, um, definitely. And, you know, there's just little little uh, benign things that occur in the book that, you know, upon reflecting, you know, like what was my day like going out to the airport? You know, what was my, my frame of mind? And I had to go back and relive that frame of mind and relive my frame of mind coming back to, to, to actually draw out the, the details. And um, uh, just um, people always ask me, what, what am I waiting for? You know, well, it takes time to edit a book. And uh, let's see, I've been working 70 hours a week. And... Uh, you know, unfortunately, I was just uh, diagnosed with a medical condition, and um, I, I'm dealing with that as well. So, um, you know, so, you know, it's it's tough when this is not my occupation. Um, so it's it's really tough to to do all this stuff and with the job switching and the overtime, and um, that's coming to a quick quick halt. Thank God. So. So we'll get some better better shows on than we've had, and because um, not every show is a stellar show, this one's actually been pretty entertaining. Actually, um, well, Blue Goose asked, "Where can I get the book?" It's not not been published yet, and uh, it's still in the editing stage. Um, there's still some stuff I may want to add. There's still some stuff I may want to delete. So. Um, I, I dare say that now that I'm going to have some time coming in September, because I took another position at work, and unfortunately when you take another position at my place, that means you're going to be committed to doing 70 hours a week for a few weeks, and then finally finally you'll, you'll get out of that swing because everybody's taking vacations. Um, I, I, I dare say the book will be be done by December. I know I keep pushing it up, pushing it up. The book will be done by December, and um, uh, haven't quite ironed out yet how I want to do this. Do I want to go to a publisher, put it in a bookstore, or do I really want to go the easier route and self-publish it via PDF, something like that? So we'll uh, we'll get back to you on that, and just stay tuned. We'll we'll get that put together soon. But um, anyway, we got just a few minutes remaining to this week's show, and I want to thank uh, our callers for calling in. I want to thank for you guys, the listeners out there, and some days we have a busy night, some days we have a slow night, and tonight's kind of like one of those in between. We had a lot to talk about on the offshoot, but um, once we got that stuff out, it kind of slowed down a bit. So um, again, catch me on HBM's Crypto Corner in uh, about 30 minutes, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. I'll be on uh, HBM's Crypto Corner will be talking about the two-year anniversary. Uh, I've been asked to be on a panel. Of course, I have all that inside knowledge. Sometimes I wish I didn't, but it is what it is. So, But next week, again, we're going to have a great guest, and uh, we haven't given her a pseudonym because I'm trying to keep her anonymous as well. But uh, she'll be talking about her two, two nights of encounters, and uh, who knows, maybe another night will happen between now and then. We'll see. Um, two nights out of five months. So it hasn't been like an everyday occurrence, which kind of um, uh, 
Yeah, you ought to do a live show from the field, too, Steve. Yeah, there's another idea, a live show from the field. Um, there's a number of things that, that we got, you know, in the, in the plans. And, uh, Chris, I really want you to be part of this. So uh, we'll talk more during the week, of course. Um, of course, on September 5th, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, actually, I'm on the street most of the, you know, Log Talk is the few, the, the few minutes that I'm actually off the street. <laughs> you know, you know, grass pimping ain't easy. <laughs> you know, it would be great uh, if we were if we were all millionaires. You know, we could spend every day, every waking minute out in the woods in pursuit of these creatures. And don't have to worry about keeping electricity on or the, the car insurance paid, but unfortunately, it is what it is, and we can only take away so much time from our productive time that pays the bills. <laughs> grass rights listening keeps me off the streets. <laughs> you know, grass. Maybe you can be a maybe you can be a guest on the show some night, and it'll keep us both off the streets. <laughs> But uh, anyway, folks, and don't forget on September 5th, we're going to have the BFE show. So that's going to be a great. We already got one on the panel, our friend Henry May. So I, I got a couple others that uh, are going to be coming on, but I just need to get confirmations. So, folks, uh, Chris Bennett, thank you so much for being on tonight. And uh, maybe we'll catch you next week. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more during the week. Folks, catch us next week, Sunday night. Log Talk Radio, this is Squatch Detective Radio, and uh, hey, we'll catch you in a half hour over on HBM's Crypto Quarter. Folks, have a great night. God bless. Peace, and thanks for being with us.